0: Hello friends and fiends, this is Bow Down, Serve Me, a kink chat. and this is your hostess, Goddess Sunset. Welcome to episode one of season two. I am so excited and happy to be back with you all. Definitely took a longer hiatus than I had planned to, but as we all know, 2020 has been an absolute shit show. So I am coming to you here right on Christmas Eve uh, before the holidays so I can help you ring in your holiday right um, as well as kickstart your 2021. And hopefully in a much better way. If this is your first time with me, welcome. I'm super excited for you to hear a little bit more about BDSM and kink and sex and relationships and all that good stuff. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to any of my episodes in season one, Definitely go take a listen. It's really fun. Um, I'm gonna be kind of doing the same thing this time around. Be talking about, you know, different topics when it comes to BDSM and kink. Um, you know, definitely do deeper dives into different kinks, my experiences. Um, I do still plan to be bringing on some special hosts to talk. Um But also this season, I kind of want to have a few episodes where I'm literally just like sitting and chatting with a couple kinky friends. So it may not necessarily be super involved or super deep, but it'll definitely be a lot of fun. And Upside, you get to hear my voice. A quick shout out to all of those that are watching me record this live on my OnlyFans. Um, That's a great way for you to be able to obviously interact with me during the episodes. But also if you just want to see me record this live, my OnlyFans is the only place to go do that. Um, at the end of the episode, I'll give you all my links where you can check me out. Um, and of course, you're listening to this on my podcast, so you can find this wherever podcasts are found. Um, feel free to click follow on whatever platform. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, uh, make sure you're following me so you can find out exactly when I drop my newest episodes. Uh, my plan is to be releasing every other week um, I think that'll be easier for me to stay way more consistent than in the past when I try to do an episode every week. Um, uh, And then before that, though, I'll be recording live. So all the folks on my OnlyFans actually do get early and exclusive access, get to watch it live, and then I'll drop several days later um, everywhere else. So this episode has been a long time coming. I thought this was a perfect way to start a new season, and that is to really talk about myself. (laughs) I'm so humble, aren't I? Uh, No, so I've hinted a little bit about my experiences and my kinks, and I did a whole episode with my partner where we kind of talked a little bit about our relationship and how kink works within that, but I've never done a full sort of tell-all on my background and how I got started. Um, There's a couple reasons for this. One is, it's actually a very personal story to me. Um, I don't know if I've told the full out story of like my evolution within kink probably to anyone (laughs) um i think a lot of people have heard bits and pieces um maybe a little bit of how i am as submissive or or how i got into doming and that's generally where people are more curious about is like how i started as a dom um but i'm gonna take you through the full evolution so once again this is um It is a personal story, it's a personal experience and journey. Um, It's also very unorthodox and untraditional, and I think that's another reason why I have been so nervous and hesitant to just talk about it full out. Um, But you know what? I'm going to bear it all to all of you folks listening. So I won't get into things that I've already talked about previously. So for instance, you know, how I got my name, um, you know, how I view myself as a switch because I I am a switch, but you'll kind of hear how that all evolved anyway. So you know what? Let's let's just jump into it, right? Um, So this all starts in something called Second Life. Um, If you've never heard of Second Life before, it's sort of like an online... (sighs) an online game. I kind of want to say game, but it's not really a game. If you're familiar with The Sims, think about The Sims, but with real people. So it is an online platform where you can create a character. Um, There are several different type of worlds and you can go and explore and you can shop and you can listen to live shows. And there's so much to do there. Um, It was very, very big like let's say probably like eight nine ten years ago it is still around probably just not as popular as talked about but um it was a very very big thing um probably about like i said nine or ten years ago and i heard about it um i was very antisocial. i still kind of am to be very honest with you um and i just kind of joined out of the blue um and i ended up just having a lot of fun i met some really cool people from a lot of different places um Throughout the US and throughout the world. And it just became this really good place where I could go and interact and have fun. And one of the things that I ended up discovering while I was there was role play. This is like a text based role play, not like the in the bedroom kind of role play. Well, I guess they're kind of similar. but with this role play, it's text based. So you create a character and you're creating kind of a story on the spot with either another person or another group of people. And um, as someone who likes to write a little bit and someone who's very creative, I had so much fun with that. I actually still do that a little bit now. Um, but anyway, so I was really interested in role play and, you know, different role play communities that were there. And so, um, one of the very big communities or worlds that they have in second life is actually called gore or Korean. Um, some of you who are in the BDSM community may have actually heard of this term before. Um, so the world of gore um, is based on a set of books by a man named John Norman. Um, I think the first books came out in like the mid to late sixties or so. He's written a ton of books. Like I think like in the thirties, um, and this world is a sort of male-dominated patriarchal world that's heavily influenced by BDSM. So you have masters, slaves, um, there are like free women, but they aren't quite like a, a dom type of deal because it is kind of male-dominated. Um, there are like real-life um, Korean dynamics. Um, I've never really talked about it on the podcast because I don't know too, too much about it to be very honest. But... Um, but within this sort of, in, in Second Life, um, obviously, it was a very big deal. People really liked to role play as um, males who were, you know, masters, and a lot of the females would play. Um, in there, they're called Kajira, I think I'm pronouncing it right, but essentially slave girls. Um, and so I was kind of curious about it when I first started Second Life, and this was probably nine years ago or so, Um but never really got into it. At that time, I was really just kind of experiencing BDSM in the bedroom. Um, so, you know, I I kind of started in BDSM, like everyone starts in BDSM. Um, you know, they get the handcuffs, they play around with the partner. You know, sometimes that's kind of where where it starts and stops. And so I wasn't really thinking about it in a lot of other, other contexts outside of the bedroom. Um, so, Years go on. I kind of pop in and out of Second Life throughout, you know, a couple of years. Um, About now it's probably about five and a half years ago. um, I ended up jumping back into Second Life and being in there a little bit more frequently. Sometimes you just find a community, you find people that you want to spend a lot of time with. And that's kind of something that happened to me. So I jumped back in. I started trying to find a new role play community outside of the Gorean world because I was like, I don't understand this. I'm very confused. Um, I also had and met a a master or a dom that I was like maybe I kind of want to explore with, but it was just a bad situation. He was just like really oppressively needy. Like he was constantly messaging me. If I wasn't on for a day, he was just like in my, in my DMs and it just gave me a really bad feeling and a bad taste. And it's actually what drove me away from Second Life for a little while. Um, so I was like, I don't want to be in this community. The people here are crazy. The men here are just super predatory. I don't want to do this. Um, and so one day I I went to this hub um, within Second Life. It was just kind of a gathering of Gorean people, um, not role play. It was just kind of like free chatting. And, um, you know, I was like, you know, maybe I'll see it. Like there typically tend to be really good role players within the Second Life Gorean community. And so I was like, I want some really good role play. I want to meet some cool people I can make some good stories with. Um, and so... I ended up being approached by this woman and she's like, I'm looking for a slave girl for our family actually. And, you know, I thought for a second, I was like, well, maybe being a part of a family would be a much better experience for me. I won't be just the slave of, you know, a male or a master. Maybe this will be a little bit different. And she seemed really nice. And so I was like, okay, like I'll go with you. I'll go check out your family and your community. So I go to kind of visit. She gives me a tour of their world that she's on. Um, as well as getting a chance to meet her sub at the time who was a male named Otto. Um, and he was pretty cool. He was very nice. Um, so I spent the next probably about a week or so every day just going in and chatting with them. And I started to kind of real play around with them a lot. Um, as a slave girl, I forgot to mention that earlier. So, um, I was, I chose to cho- to create a character that was a submissive nameless sunset, obviously. Um, and so, um, I just, really enjoyed it. And so I was like, fuck it. Let's try this. Now at the time, funny enough, I had not met who her partner was in the game who would have been my master. Um, but I really, really liked the family um, dynamic. And so I was like, let's just try this out. Let's just jump into this. Um, so I submitted to the family as the character within the game. So all of this up into this point is still roleplay this is not really anything that was really tied to to me and the real world or anything like that it's all a character i built um and we all just ended up getting really really close i met um the master whose name was mal um and we ended up getting along really well also everyone sort of role played in this great way we all could just kind of fed off of one, one, one another each other um and it was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, and then, you know, you kind of just start talking about things outside of roleplay, right? Like you don't want to just kind of constantly be in character, so to speak. Um, so we would get to know each other outside of our characters, you know, what jobs we were doing, what, you know, families and, you know, highs and lows and oh you know I'm having a bad day I I, you know maybe I really need this role play I just kind of need to get out of my headspace or you know maybe I'm having a bad day I I can't really be in this headspace or maybe I'm just having a good day let's like throw a role play party or something Um, so it was a lot a lot of fun for all of us so it was kind of like the four of us that were all kind of getting to know each other hanging out Um, now as many people know when you have online friendships um, something that happens sometimes is that people just go away um you don't really know why you don't really know what's going on in their life so um the woman had actually just kind of after about a month maybe even a month and a half of all of us pretty much talking and, and ch- you know hanging out every day or every other day um just kind of disappeared which was really sad for us um because she was sort of the one that brought us all together and we were all just kind of like well what do we do now um by this point, you know, I was getting really close with my master. Um, I was really close with the other submissive auto, I guess, slave brother, however you want to call it. So we were like, well, let's stay the three of us. We can check out some new worlds. We can keep role playing together. Let's kind of just like see where this goes. Um, And that's kind of where I think things started to evolve even more. Um, I think as you start to talk to people every single day you just start to really get to know them and enjoy their company um and so after about three months at this point and i know this is a long story folks stick with me (laughs) it all does make sense i promise um so after about three months or so um we're all just kind of sometimes when you get into second life you don't want to constantly be with the same group you want to diversify you want to hang out with different people which obviously makes sense um I found myself sometimes getting jealous. Um, Mal, my master, would go off and, um, you know, maybe he would find another slave girl that he wanted to role play with, or, you know, try a new community. Um, and because of, you know, his his real life or vanilla life or however you want to say it, um, you know, he wasn't able at that point or at that point in time, he wasn't able to be on as much. So I kind of felt that, you know, oh, when you're on, you should spend time with me. I'm your slave girl. Um, And I remember the first time that kind of happened, I really pulled away, you know, and I didn't, I didn't really know that it was jealousy because I was just like, this is an online game. I don't know this person. I've never met this person. I don't know what their real name. I didn't know what his real name was at the time. Um, Like, If he wants to go do his own thing, he can go do something. And, you know, he kind of just forced me to sit down and talk with him. And we would have, you know, a conversation about how I was feeling. And, you know, he would sort of reassure me. And sort of thinking back in retrospect, um, I think this is where I just started to get some of my views of BDSM and the dynamic and how it can work. More specifically, I think how important communication and honesty is within this dynamic. Um, I definitely still struggle with that sometimes. (laughs) Um, I've gotten way better at it over the years, but I think especially in that first um, six months to to a year, it, it required a lot of that um it took some time for me to learn like what my place was um and that you know him as my dom or my master he has the i guess the right is is a bad word to say that but you know he can go off and be with other people (laughs) um but that doesn't make me any less of his slave um and so after about eight months now um I got to a point where he was really, really busy. He couldn't really come online anymore, um, which obviously, like I said, it's fine. It happens when you have online friends and potentially on the online di- the dynamics. Um, and so we decided to, well, he told me he was kind of taking a break from second life. And of course, I was like, oh, no, what does this mean? Like, you know, we were getting to the point where we would chat a lot and we really enjoyed each other's company. Um. And so uh, he was like, well, I, I still want to stay in touch if you want to stay in touch. And I was like, well, okay, cool. Um, so it started off with emails. Um, we would just kind of like email back and forth, checking on each other, sometimes still within our character. So I was just so used to calling him Mal or Master. He called me Sunny um, or his girl, obviously a safe girl. Um, and, you know, over the past, I, well- let me rephrase that. So after about a two years or so, then we kind of moved to like um, uh, kick. So messaging system um, or an app to make it a little bit easier Um, because both of us sort of faded in and out of Second Life too. Um, You know, it's, it's really fun when you have a big group of people that you know, and you can go and hang out with. If you don't really have a lot of people, it does get kind of boring and that's sort of what happened. So that's kind of how it started and I know this sounds really weird because you're like well what was role play and what was sort of real life (laughs) Um, and that's I don't know if there was one instance or one thing that really made that switch Um, and here's the reason why Um, from the very beginning even now he doesn't fully control me like it's not a it's not like a TPE, so it's not like a total power exchange or anything like that. Um, it's it's more of a dynamic that's more of like the of the mental emotional sort. So I think for both of us within Second Life, it started out as kind of an escape, right? Which you know, gaming online tends to, to do that for a lot of people. Um, and you know, a lot of this, once again, is in retrospect, kind of looking back at you know what i viewed bdsm was and and what i i see it as now and you know the different facets of me both submissive and dominant and all that good stuff um i guess at the time i just identified as a submissive being dominant was not in my mind because i was like i'm not dominant in the bedroom so i'm not dominant um but in retrospect what i realized was it was nice to kind of just have you know that one person in that couple minutes or however long we were talking to be my sole focus to not have to think about other things um to not have to worry about other stuff just you know my goal and my purpose was to you know take the worries of the day away to to be my normal sunny <laughs> self um to crack jokes and to put a smile on his face if it's been a long day and that's kind of what it was and what it what it's been but through those interactions um and through that sort of, uh, I guess, dynamic, I ended up learning a lot about the world of VDSM. Um, and so it's a very weird way, <laughs> I know, to, to kind of start this. And I'm sure this is not how you thought that the story would start. Um, and I hope I'm doing it justice because it is a full five-year journey and there's more to talk about. Um, but that's kind of how things started on the submissive. Side. I think really what's most important was for me to start learning about BDSM outside of the sexual aspect and really getting an idea of how it worked in the real world. And this became really important to me um, more so within the past few years. Um, So I was going through some things with my mental health. Um, I have no problem sharing with that. I am very open about those. Um, I do have uh, an anxiety disorder. I have depression. And, you know, I met him at a time where I was undiagnosed. I did not know. I just was thought I was down in blue. Um, And though he doesn't really have control over me, there were some times where it was very helpful to have his guiding hand. Um, So, for instance, there were times where, like, I didn't want to get out of bed, you know, and I, I would literally just be like, I don't want to get out of bed. And he'd be like, get the fuck out of bed. And sometimes that push, because he was my master, we had that dynamic, I got out of the bed. And there was times where he was like, you know what? I know you're really down. It's okay to stay in bed for a little bit longer, you know? Um, or there were times where seasonal depression was really kicking me in the ass. Um, and I also have social anxiety. Forgot to mention that one. Didn't also didn't know that I had social anxiety at that time. Um, but um, I was just like, man, I don't, I don't want to go out. I don't want to get dressed. I don't want to like go have dinner with my friends. Um, and there were times where he would be like, "Get dressed, go to dinner. You know, if they want to do something afterwards, then you can go home. But at least go to dinner. Like you need to get out of the house." Um, and that was helpful. I needed that. Uh, when I finally started going to therapy, um, he was also just kind of a a helpful, supportive ear. Uh, My partner at the time, so very different from the partner that I'm currently with, um, he traveled for work. So there were times where I'd have, you know, really tough emotional um, therapy session. uh, And then I'd go and, you know, text my master afterwards. And, you know, he was kind of there as as that support. Um, And then when I went through a bad (laughs) breakup, breakup with this partner, and meeting a new partner and going through that, you know, we've just time. it's It's been a little over five and a half years now. Um, so being that support system for each other has also been really nice. He's, you know, a, a close friend, even though I've never met him in person. Um, and this dynamic just kind of works for us. So that's another reason why I kind of wanted to share my story is to show that like every dynamic is special and it can be built however the two or three or however many people are involved in it, want to make that dynamic. Um, This is just something that has evolved and has just worked (laughs) for us. And it's what makes us happy, even though it's very tough to try to explain. Um, I hope that I did that justice. Um, But this all was a journey of kind of my submissive side, how that started, how I started to explore. But once again, this has all been within kind of, at that time, an online realm. Um, Now, of course, there is the dominant side, me kind of trying to figure out what being dominant meant to me and what being a switch (laughs) meant to me. Um, So after about a year of me being submissive with uh, my master and me just trying to, sort of figure out this world this entire time. I'm still um, very close friends with the person that was sort of my slave brother, so to speak, in that family dynamic I spoke about earlier named Otto. We were very close. We talked all the time. He is a sweet, sweet soul. I love him so much. And um, I I remember just having conversations with him. um, And he was just like, you would make wonderful dominant you'd make a great mistress and I was always at the very beginning like what the fuck are you talking about like I am not mean I'm not aggressive like I (laughs) there's no way I can be a dom because at that time that's what I viewed you know dominance as because that's kind of what I saw about it not saying that my master is I think he was at that time I thought he was like the exception to the rule I was like oh I'm so lucky like all the rest of them are super mean and like he's just stubborn and arrogant <laughs> um so you know we had a lot of conversations and you know he was uh, he was like it's not it's not about those things he was like there's just something about you you have this air about you that makes me want to be submissive to you and it makes other people just want to be in your space and be submissive to you and i kind of started to think about that because i was like well outside of the bedroom i kind of am Dominating, you know, um when it comes to especially like things like my career, my education, you know, I was always, it took some time, I think, but I think I, I had gotten to a point, especially at, at this time in my life I'm speaking about, um, where I, I was kind of taking life by the horns, the bull by the horns. I forget how that saying goes. Um, and so, I really started to think about, you know, maybe I do want to explore what it means to be dominant or, or, or if this fits or feels right. Um, so I, I ended up having a conversation <laughs> with my dom and I remember, I actually funny enough, remember having this conversation to this day and I was like, you know, I think I want to explore my dom side. And he was like, well, does that mean that you're leaving my service? And I, I immediately freaked out. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, no, 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 that's not what I mean. That's not what I want. Forget I ever said it. And he laughed at me, um, which of course pissed me off because I was like, how dare you laugh at me? Um, But he was like, it's okay. You know, you can explore being dominant and still be submissive to you. He was like, I actually think that's hot, you know, that I am owning such a beautiful and strong and independent dominant woman. Um, And that's just, I think, where my journey really really started um not to discredit anything I'd done before as a submissive but I think growing into my own as as a dom or as my dom side I I should say um is really when I think I blossomed um so that all started and I wish I could remember kind of like a date or time I just kind of can only ballpark it because I don't really remember Um, but it it started actually I was on a like some sort of like sexy chat server somewhere I don't remember where Um, but I was in one of the chat rooms for submissives and I'm pretty sure I wasn't I think I was there more of because I was in a submissive mood and I wanted to chat with someone who's more dominant Um, but someone ended up you know, reaching out to me and I started talking to them and they were submissive. Um, and I kind of think, you know, to, to my friend's credit, um, it, it wasn't one of those things where we declared our roles as we like entered into a chat. It just sort of happened. He just kind of fell into this submissive role with me and I kind of just fell into this dominant role. Um, and he told me about chastity. <laughs> um, he was talking about a chastity cage that I think he'd either just bought or, or had, um, he was traveling for work and he wanted to play with it and, and play with someone. And I was just really curious. I had no idea what chastity was, <laughs> had no idea what it looked like, how it's put on, like what it does for the submissive. And so honestly, I was just like, I had a lot of questions and he was happy to kind of just like talk about it, obviously. Um, and that's kind of how, especially in that first year or two of me being a dominant, how I learned about kinks and exploring is through submissives that were re- willing to allow me to explore with them. Um so this person I explored chastity, um, and cissification or, or feminization. Um he enjoyed wearing panties. I was just super curious. Like I had never I had honestly up to that point never met a man um or someone with a penis who wanted to wear panties. And I was just like, why do you like this? Tell me more. Like for me A lot of things, especially when I am exploring a new kink, I want to know a lot about sort of, I guess the psychology behind it, but really just sort of, you know, why, why does that person like it so much? You know, on the other side, like I can understand, obviously, if there's things that I enjoy why I, why I like it. Um. But I tend to get really curious about, you know, what this does for the person. How do they feel? Is it a humiliation factor? Is it something that there is are pleasurable? Um, and so that's kind of how I learned a lot about, you know, chastity, cessification, um, at the very beginning, so we started in the chat room and we moved to Kick afterwards and just kind of chatting and, you know, I guess we would have sessions where we would just kind of talk and and play a little bit and um, that was really cool. And then I met um, another submissive who, once again, I do not remember where I met them, um, but was also into chastity because at that time I was like, oh, I like chastity. Um, there was just something about being able to control what most men prize the most. <laughs> That I absolutely loved. Um, and I've also loved the the tease and denial bits. I think I have always been a flirtatious tease. Um, and being able to kind of wrap that into my kinky play, I think, was just perfect. Um, so this person really enjoyed caging. Um, and this person also was a masochist. So this is the sub number two. I guess I'll name them. Um, and so this is where I started to kind of play around with pain, pain and pleasure. Um, I experienced it myself from the submissive side. I knew that I also was a masochist. Um, Never up until that point did I think that I would have been a sadist. um or that I would enjoy inflicting pain on somebody because once again it's it's a society thing to tell you that that is wrong you know society tells you that you should not get pleasure from pain you should also not enjoy inflicting pain on others <laughs> um but then I had to realize hey if it's consensual then it's okay. So um he had gotten this really unique toy. Um, you can still actually find it. It's called Pavlok. Um, Now, it is technically not a kinky toy. (laughs) Um, It's actually something that's supposed to help you break habits. So it looks almost like a Fitbit that you wear on your wrist. And then when you uh, engage in a habit that you're trying to break, you can send a message from your phone, which actually sends an electric shock through the wrist band. Um, And there are like three different levels. Now, obviously, kinky people realize that instead of putting it on your wrist, you can put it somewhere else and it can shock you. (laughs) Um, And so I began by like playing with that with him. And oh, my God, I had so much fun. Like, holy goodness did I have fun. Um, We would keep the app open and he would like go about, you know, his day at home, and I would just, like, randomly shock him. And to make sure it's working, I would make him message me, like, a buzz every time I buzzed it. And it was just so much fun. Um, there were also other toys that we would play with. So, like, he had a ball stretcher. He had a humler, um, A couple other things that, like, he had, like, literally created in his workshop. Um, and so that was another instance where, you know, a, a submissive trusted me to really explore. Um, banding was something that I found out about. Um, so obviously, you know, it, it also meant something to me that I was learning from submissives, but I also felt that it was important to try to find, you know, a, a dom that I could talk to and that I could learn from. Um, and so I, I tried to actually go and find a mentor. Um, I never really found one that I, like, studied under constantly. And um, I had gone on to fet Life and obviously I tried to find some in my area, but on a, I just wasn't super comfortable at that point trying to find someone and, and, and do that in my area um, or in person. But I did meet several different Doms that I would talk to sometimes and, and ask questions and try to just kind of get in into that mentality. And they were all super, super helpful. Um, you know, when you get real Doms, you know, not just kind of these – sort of instant Twitter doms that you find, but if you get some, you find some real like amazing women um, that are willing to actually sort of help you out or, or help out sort of that new generation of dom, um, I found it was really, really helpful. So I learned about banding from one of them, um, which I really wanted to try. And essentially it's just taking rubber bands and throwing around your cock and balls. Um, but there's a safety aspect, obviously. So, you know, she kind of walked me through you know, okay, this is the kind of rubber bands they should get. This is what they should have next to them for safety, just in case. This is what it'll look like after so many minutes. This is what it'll look like at this minute. This is when you want to get worried. This is what it'll look like. Um, you know, they may be in subspace. Make sure you're talking to them through it. Um, and so, you know, when I wanted to do it for the first time with a submissive, I, I was pretty much like, okay, I want to try this with you. I'm super excited. I want to make sure you're safe, but that is an enjoyable experience for both of us. Um, And that was something that was brand new to him as well. And we kind of went through that together and it ended up being such a fun and great experience. Um, And so these two submissives, I think, were very, very important and very integral to how I started as a dom and really kind of what I generally do going forward, especially when I'm learning new kinks. uh, I've done similar things so generally it's kinks that probably involve a little bit of pain in there as well so like to give you more of a a newer experience well probably not so new this is probably about a year old now um sounding was something that i was extremely interested in but very very scared to do or try Um, if you're not familiar sounding is essentially taking a usually like a metal rod and sticking it in the urethra um now obviously that is something that you need to be very safe and very careful about um i had seen it before i had heard it talked about i thought it was very very interesting but i was very very worried to try it for the first time with a sub that had never done it before um because i just didn't feel that i had the expertise to walk a sub through that um if you're new to this podcast um or if you just need some reminding, most of my experience with BDSM, especially when it comes to session type things, have all been through an online platform. So it's either been like texting through messaging apps. Um, maybe it's a Skype thing. Maybe it's a call. But usually it's like via, you know, video clips or, or photos or things like that. Um, and so you want to be very careful when you're doing things that obviously involve pain. Um, you know, submissives can slip into subspace. That's something that you want to be very careful about. Um when you as a dom are not physically in front of them. And so sounding was something that I was like, Oh, I want to try so bad, but I just don't feel like I have the expertise or or enough knowledge. Um, And so there was a submissive who knew that it was something that I was interested in. Um, He was planning to do some self sounding just in general, like he wasn't you know, in a session, he just kind of wanted to enjoy it and play by himself. And he was like, you know, would you like to just watch me? Like, I won't, you don't have to order me to do anything, but would you like to just watch as I do? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) like, I, you know, it's that curiosity piece again. And so, you know, I kind of like jumped in it and sort of just kind of watched as he did it and, and asked those questions again, you know, how does it feel? Does it hurt? What happens at this size? What if you do this size? What if you do one that's like a vibrating one or something like that? Um, And I got more experience that way. And then, you know, I tried it with a different sub who had a urethra spreader. Like, holy fuck, was that crazy? But that was a really, really fun session too. Um, And so I think all of this goes to say that, you know, BDSM really is about experimentation. Obviously, it's about being safe at the same time, um, but you have to be willing to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Uh, you have to be willing to try something new. Um, and, you know, it's been a great journey to be very honest with you all. Um, it all started obviously as just kind of a role play thing, but I am like, it's it's very integral to my life. It's something that I need in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, my current dynamic so I am in a relationship I do have a partner um, it's mostly vanilla so we don't live in a very specific dynamic um, so to speak uh, we do talk about our dynamic in one of the episodes from season one of the podcast um we are actually now ethically non-monogamous so you might hear me say that we are enm just to make it a little bit easier um, but I still kind of see that as more of like vanilla So to speak, Um, because it's not like a full on power exchange dynamic that we have. That's something that's agreed upon. Um, But I, you know, I do have my submissives. I currently have one own submissive that's been with me for, oh, God, a little over a year now, my chastity sub. bunny, who is awesome. And then I have communities that I'm a part of that I get the chance to just sometimes just chat. You know, I do offer sessions. I am kind of somewhat of a pro So I do online sessions. I've got the OnlyFans and everything like that. So I have a lot of different outlets. And of course, I've got the podcast where I can really talk about, you know, my experiences. I think the biggest thing with this podcast is really wanting to normalize, you know, consensual BDSM and dynamics. Um, for some odd reason, it's still, you know, dynamics like this are still really looked down upon. Um, And I don't think it should be, you know, as long as it's between two consenting adults, what you decide to do in the bedroom or, or what, you know, dynamic that your relationship takes is really only between you. And that's amazing. And that's beautiful. And I think that there should be more voices out there um i know that there are starting to be a lot more podcasts of the kinky nature um and as i hear about ones that i like i'm definitely going to recommend them to you all as well i want to share the love and make sure they get a chance to hear from a lot of different people and uh, of course make sure you're just coming back to hear my wonderful voice as well um so thanks for coming along with my journey um I really hoped I touched on like everything. It's like I said, it's like a five-year journey. So I can only talk about so much in, in you know, 45 minutes or an hour long podcast episode. But you know what? If there's more about my journey that you want to know, or if you have more questions, uh, feel free to ask. I'm happy to kind of go over those in another episode or, or maybe throw them up in a bonus episode. Um, if you're curious, you want to follow me on any of my social media. Uh, for Twitter, I'm at Goddess Sunset. Super simple, really easy to follow. Uh, once again, if you want to catch me record these live on OnlyFans, or if you want to, you know, just give me a little support, show me some love, give me some tips, uh, it's OnlyFans.com/Goddess Sunset. Super cheap right now. It's only five bucks a month. My coffee for a day is more expensive than a month subscription to my OnlyFans, so you might as well go ahead and do it. Plus, you get all of my um, amazing content. I got some really awesome boudoir pictures on there, which I have been sharing over the past month, and they look amazing. Um, Also, I don't know. Maybe I might get a Discord... I haven't decided yet. <laughs> um, but if you do have questions, you know, feel free to subscribe to the OnlyFans. Throw them up there. Um, in terms of future episodes, to give you guys a little sneak peek of what's to come, I do plan on doing an episode on the cuckold dynamic. Um, so that is cuckold, hot wife, bull, vixen, stag. If you don't know what any of those are, that's okay. There's going to be an episode for it. I'm going to go over, obviously, the actual definitions of what all those are what those relationships could look like how it might evolve i plan on doing an episode on cissification slash feminization That has been hotly requested of me. Um, And then with one of my um, awesome co-stars I'm going to bring back, we might do a booze and BDSM where essentially we just drink some type of alcohol and talk about BDSM. So thanks again for joining me. I hope that you have an amazing holiday. I hope you go into 2021 roaring Um, and then, you know, stay kinky, my friends.